All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers can learn how to grow their bootcamp and social media. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers go to grow their business. I'm super excited because we have an absolute legend on the other end. This person is the founder and the creator of one of my favorite fitness programs in the world. I'm a huge fan of it. I get my clients to do it. I recommend trainers do it. It's the Sue program. And if you've heard of it, great. You probably know exactly who this person is. If you haven't, hey, you're in luck because that's what we're going to talk about today. But anyways, without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Mr. Nathan Helberg. Nathan, how are you? <laughs> G'day, mate. Get a touch. Boom. <laughs> Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, no dramas. I'm super excited. Hey, uh, Nathan, I like to start all my podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one for us? Yeah, mate, I like to, the main one I work off is inspire one, inspire many. And for me, that means that everyone has a choice in life. It's, it's not about motivation for me and what I do. It's about inspiration and a big difference between those two. So that's my mantra, bud. Yes, I love that one. Well, hey, Nathan, we're going to obviously talk a lot about Zoo today because I'm sure my listeners are, are super interested. Just before we get into that, I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about your personal background, where you started off, how you got into Zoo, how you got to where you are today. Feel free to start wherever you want to start. You can start when you were a kid. You can start <laughs> when you first got your fitness qualifications. I'm going to leave it up to you and just let us know a little bit about Nathan Helberg. Take as long as you want, go as slow as you want. Let us know. <laughs> sure, buddy. Look, I'll keep it reasonably short. Um, I'm, I'm 46 now. Uh, always been into fitness, guys. I started with my two older brothers lifting house bricks and a copper pipe. Uh, many can probably relate to that. Had green hands from the copper pipe. So fitness has always been a big component um, in my life. And if I fast forward to maybe 12 years ago, um, just sort of fast forward things, uh, there's a time in my life where I needed, uh, I needed a change uh, in the direction of my life in my early 30s. I was doing heavy powerlifting at the time. I'm very well versed in training, having done it since I was 13. And I was 30 kilos heavier than I am now. Uh, I thought I was strong, but my body was actually broken. Uh, my youngest brother, 11 years younger, he was doing parkour at the time, training out of uh, Sydney Olympic Centre into his parkour. And I remember whenever we used to get together, you know, we'd try and flog each other as good brothers should. And um, I'd take him into the gym and, you know, he was doing gymnastics as well and I was just stunned at his functional strength. Uh, much lighter body weight than me. Um, and again, to sort of strip the story back a bit, it, may, it, it sort of set me on a catalyst or it was the catalyst that set me on a journey to, you know, traditional training has its place, don't get me wrong, but if you are not educated in what um, traditional training does, it sets you up for injuries. And I don't care what anyone says, I, I present all around the world now. And uh, traditional coaches will tell you the same. If you're moving in set planes for years um, underneath heavy loads but you can't move, um, you set yourself up for injuries. So basically that set me on a journey not to create zoos. So for all the listeners 
listening in. I'm really humble about that. I didn't mean to create Zoo Guys. I was just on a journey to find my movement uh, in my early 30s. Um, but I had very it, – it's who I am as a human. I have very sp- specific objectives I want to achieve when I, when I sort of set down a path. And um, I achieved all those objectives. I dropped 30 kilos over two and a half years, slow and steady wins the, wins the race. And uh, my wife came up with the name Zoo. Um, it's not an acronym for anything. She just said I was mimicking animal movements. The name stuck. Um, and I've been educating fitness professionals ever since for 10 plus years around the world. <laughs> That's sort of summing up <laughs> a fair few years, buddy. <laughs> and I'm based now out of America. Oh, cool, cool. Out of curiosity, where in America are you based there, Nathan? <laughs> um, California. Okay, cool. But you're, you're not American, right? You come from a different part of the world, yeah? Let our listeners know. Yeah, yeah mate. I'm born and bred Australian. I'm Australian. We left Australia in 2014 and I worked uh, three years with uh, Sir Richard Branson's gyms, Virgin Active. We consulted with them for three years and um, then relocated over to America as Zoo kept growing. Awesome, awesome. Wait, I'd love to hear a little bit about that as well, Nathan. So let my listeners know. So... You, were you a trainer at the time when you were doing all the <coughs> were a personal trainer then too? No, I wasn't, mate. I wasn't. I was just one of those guys that had been you know, playing sport and lifting weights ever since he was a grasshopper. Um, got my certification in early 2000. Um, got it after hours, guys. So I can relate to all of you who maybe are at a crossroad where fitness is a passion. You're thinking, should I do it? Guys, you should follow your passion. All right, um, should always follow it. So got my certification in the early 2000s um, as PT. And then slowly, as I was developing Zoo, I spent two and a half years, guys, like by myself, literally by myself in a park, writing down all my programming. I'd videotape myself. I'd train the blackout. So in other words, I'd, I'd train hard. And then I'd go home and I'd, I'd assess what I was doing, uh, stringing movements together. So the programming behind Zoo is is really, really in-depth. There's sort of six levels to it, like a martial arts. And um, then we, then I moved pretty quickly into elite sports um, because in, in elite sports, guys, in back in those days, so 2009, uh, we called it the bridge between gym strength and field strength. So in other words, we are getting massive injuries from the gym to the field. And you'd relate to this, Jono, that you can look impressive in the gym but if you can't mean it, move, it doesn't mean anything. And injuries were through the roof. And there was no really, in America, they call it 3D dynamic movement. Australians, mm. we just call it movement, right? Mm. There was no movement um, system in place. So when I came in and started consulting in elite sport, we called it the bridge because movement can relate to any sport, you know, even swimming. It, it has a place. Whereas traditional lifting, it doesn't in every sport. You're not going to do traditional lifting with cyclists. You know, or distance athletes, they don't want to put on too much muscle mass and things like that. So, but movement, mobility, injury prevention, or well, now you're speaking their language. So, Zoo found its way very quickly into that. And then we moved from elite sports, mate. So, we started in elite sports, armed forces, uh, for years. And then I moved into the commercial world of fitness um, later on. Awesome, awesome, cool. Well, hey, we'll delve into that a little bit <laughs> as well. Just before we do, if my listeners haven't heard about Zoo before, can you let them, let them know a little bit about Nathan? What is it? Is it just animal movements? Is there more to it? Give us the, the rundown. 
Oh, the 30-second elevator pitch. Guys, <laughs> no, 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 no. Guys, I'm, gonna be, uh, <laughs> I'm guessing with you and Zoo, it's going to be at least a minute up. <laughs> yeah, sure, mate. Look, with Zoo, if if you wanted to strip it back, guys, and make it really simple, it's intense ground-based movements, body weight movements uh, in a system. It's low impact. So, guys, I've been calling this hillet training. Everyone's still stuck on HIIT training. Mm. And I was doing HIIT training when I was growing up. That stuff's old. The new training is called HILIT, H-I-L-I-T, and it stands for High Intensity, Low Impact Training. Love it. Now, yeah, everyone, everyone wants, over here in America, when I'm telling coaches, they're like, can you do high intensity but low impact? And then I show them zoo and it blows them out of the water. So they're like, we should have been doing this 20 years ago because all our, all our athletes are injured. So when you see people running on the spot and doing all that stuff, you know, they're saying, there's much better movements you can be learning. So that's one component. A lot of animal movements, but other movements inside the world of zoo. But probably the most powerful thing I teach, Jono, which you love, is the culture mm. component and building uh, vibrant, boisterous communities of people. I'm a huge believer, guys, on the human touch has gone missing mm. in society and it needs to come back. And I don't care what anyone says about that. The human touch is a fundamental need of humans. And it needs to just come back. And that's, that's a huge component that we teach in our certifications, helping fitness professionals understand why it's important. Number one, you've got to answer the why, guys. So in other words, don't do what Nathan's telling you to do. Do it because you understand the purpose behind it. Because if you understand the purpose, then it's sustainable. So when you understand that, like, why is Nathan talking about policing group and group dynamics, opening lines of communication, bringing back the human touch? Why is that important? Once you answer that, you'll do it every single session and you'll just, people, we call it uh, barbecue worthy. Right? Mm. If there's no story to tell about you and your boot camps, if no one's talking about you, forget it. Mm. You're dead in the water. Mm. But if people are going away and talking about your boot camp session, not because of your brand new kettlebells, who gives us stuff <laughs> about that stuff? Like seriously, who cares? Mm. But if they're going away talking about you as like this person that's connecting them to other humans, and now they've made friends and they're going out for a beer or having a coffee with these people, they'll bring every single person they know back to you, which is repeat business, right? People still buy people. Yes. So whenever we teach zoo, guys, so, you know, I hope I'm giving you a bit of sort of scope and depth to what zoo is. It's not just movements like other courses where they just teach purely movements. People come away from our – I think, John, we're probably the only brand in the world that – just makes a concerted effort doing interview after interview after interview with trainers after our sessions just to get raw feedback. And you'll hear, hear people say it's emotional, it's spiritual, it's, it's uh, raw. And basically, guys, they're trying to articulate the emotions that they've just felt. And if you haven't had a chance, jump onto our Facebook pages and just watch. Don't, don't worry about what I'm saying. Just watch other fitness professionals like you give their honest feedback because that stuff is just authenticity at its best yes agree 100 percent. i'm always checking out that facebook page there i'll just read out the links as well in case our listeners aren't in there am i right in yep. saying facebook page nathan is the zoo t-h-e-z and then two u's correct and then instagram zoo fitness yep awesome i definitely recommend jumping on both of those that's what piqued my curiosity i was like oh what's going on here i gotta check this out and that's what, what motivated me. I just want to expand on what you mentioned there, Nathan, because I, I just believe in both all of those concepts so, so much. And I just want to break them down mm. for the listeners and give 
bit of my two cents on it as well. This sure. is what I found in terms of boot camp, right? There's three things that'll keep people coming back. There's how much they like the trainer. There's how much they like each other or like the community. And there's how much fun they have in the sessions there. If you can hit those three things there, that's what's going to help with retention. Now, what Nathan mentioned about the whole touching and human connection side of things, that's what's going to bond all three of those things there. If you're, and there's, and there's a, such a remarkable difference, right? Even just that touch, there's a huge difference. I'm a huge fan of playing games in boot camp, right? And there's a lot of games where you're lining up with a partner and you're facing a partner and you sort of play that game with that partner. And that's great. That's not bad for a bit of bonding. But there is a huge difference between playing that game and then just before you start that game, say, hey, guys, give your partner a high five, introduce yourself. All right, now let's play the game. All right, everyone moved one down the line. Okay, new partner, give that partner a high five, introduce yourself. Now let's play the game. Okay, give them a high five down to the next, page, next person. There is a remarkable difference. You may, just, you may be listening to this and being like, oh, really? What, just a, a high five and a touch? Surely it's the game that does it. But a lot of the times, no, there's just such a huge difference between that there. And I can't stress that. And I'll even go a little bit deeper. Um, at, do, you know what, do you know what FitX is by any chance there, Nathan? The New Zealand Fitness uh, Convention? Sure. Yep, cool. Yep. So I was actually um, selected as one of the judges for the Small Group Training Award of the Year there. And the gentleman that won it, Reese, he was actually a, a zoo trainer. And one of the things that all the judges said was great was the way he brought community together because he was the only one that was like, all right, everyone in the middle, get a touch, get a touch. Okay, let's go to the other one. Okay, now here's our exercise. All right, everyone get a touch, let's go. And you could just see the difference in bonding just from that thing there. So I, I love that you brought that up. And I love the, the kettlebell point as well, because I think starting off as a trainer, a lot of the time you're going to hide behind your equipment and you might be like, great, I'm going to have the, the best because I've got the, the newest kettlebells. And you're not going to win that game, right? People aren't going to come to training because you've... And here's the thing, right? The most important thing is not having 20 good kettlebells down there. It's having 20 good people down there, right? And the way you get people down there is getting them to bond there. So I love how you brought that point up. And I think that's a huge component of Zoo as well in that it's all body weight. So if you're listening to this as a boot camp instructor and you're like, oh, what can I do to jazz up my sessions? I better go and buy a Viper and then I buy a better go and buy, you know, some other expensive equipment. Hey, a lot of the time there's some really cool movement where you don't need that. And I love the whole high intensity, low impact kind of things because I hate high impact stuff. It hurts my knees, it hurts my back. And same with a lot of clients as well. I saw a, a zoo advert, this might not be in a so, you know, I'll, I'll say it That's anyway, cool. I won't mention any names. And it was, I can't remember the exact slogan, but it was something like, hey, you want to get a high-intensity workout without doing any burpees? Come down. And that yep. just got so many people down because that's it's especially burpees and, yeah, running on the spot and that sort of thing, it's a lot of things that are overused in today's hit sessions, right? Where it's like, all right, I'm going to give someone a workout. Let's do burpees. Let's do sprints. Yeah, it'll get your heart rate up, but there's other ways to do it. And Zoo, I think, is a is a awesome alternative to that. So I'm glad you brought that up there. Anything else you can tell us about Zoo there? If someone's listening and they're like, okay, yeah, I'm sort of interested. What, what else have you got there for us, Nathan? Mate, I love how you brought those things out. Uh, John, I shows your experience, buddy. Credit to you. Mate, um, just last weekend in Phoenix, Arizona, I was asked to be guest speaker for two of the uh, largest governing bodies over here, NASM, which is National Academy of Sports Medicine, 
and AFA, which is Athletics Fitness Association of America. Now, these are the two largest fitness governing bodies, and uh, they've now come together as one company. Mm. And they asked me to come in. Guess why they asked me to come in, guys? Two reasons. Number one is teach and moving. But what do you reckon, John? For the second one, I'm going to say creating two separate bodies, and they've just brought them together for the first time. Oh, it's it's definitely going to be something about community or bonding people. Good man. Something like that. Good man. So, guys, these are all the master instructors from around the country, and I was brought in to bond them, to bring them together because when you get there, they're a disjointed group. One's on one side, one's on the other. And you can say, like John said, you can say, say good day to each other, but after they shake their hand or do whatever little drill you do, they're just going to walk back to their groups again. Mm-hmm. And my role was to integrate, not segregate, integrate, integrate, integrate. And I, I, I'm just going to back John up here, guys. Like if, you, if you're running boot camps, and you're thinking, yeah, this whole... When I started doing high fives, right, no one was doing high fives mm. 12 plus years ago in Australia. Everyone thought it was ridiculous. Besides being in sport, like in sport, it's part and parcel of playing sport. But outside of that, no one was doing it. And guys, my first session, boot camp session, was with three people. One of them was my mate and two other mates. Oh, <laughs> my brother and two mates. And I just had thongs and a T-shirt for my markers. Other, other boot camps had flash equipment and all the rest of it. I didn't care because I knew what I was doing with movement, but I knew the purpose of bringing people together. Mm. Within, six, within six weeks, I had 35 plus regulars. They were coming down and all these other uh, boot camp instructors were trying to, you know, they custom trailers with all this equipment and I had nothing. Do you know what I mean? But we looked like we were having fun and their people were going, I want, I want to be in that group. Guys, you've got to understand when you're passionate and people are passionate having fun, they're looking for an experience. Yes, they're there to train but they're looking for experience. If the experience sucks, they're going to tell everyone. If the experience is awesome, they'll also tell everyone. So what John said, man, when you open lines of communication and then you just keep doing that throughout the session, the closer and closer people come together, then when you make it like hard training, or they actually need each other then to get through the session. So there's pats on the back like you can make it through this and that's when people bond deep. And that's what I do in elite sports. I'm sort of getting off topic, but... You just got to understand. I'll, I'll tell you another story if you've got time, John. I like yeah. um, Ursa, you know, Ursa over here. I was there. Trade show. Actually, yeah. Oh, yeah. in San Diego. Yeah, yeah. So, Ursa, guys, is mainly for um, vendors and um, owners of clubs. And, you know, they're releasing treadmills now with artificial intelligence where you wear goggles and you walk on a treadmill. Just the stupidest thing. <laughs> the stupidest thing. Every, I, I walk a different path than most because I'm always about bring back the human touch and, you know, technology can, if there was a power outage, most people would be screwed because they don't have any, they don't have any people skills. Mm. So the, the reason it's ridiculous, guys, is because they were, don't get me wrong, it's cool, but it's ridiculous because they were using this with the word member retention. Mm. There's no member retention in a $20,000 treadmill wearing goggles. No. That's an experience and after you've done it two or three times, it's old. Mm. And if you're a gym owner, you've got to pay that off for the next 10, 15 years. Does that make sense? Yeah. Bringing people together costs you nothing besides you know, learning how to do that in a certification. But it costs you nothing. Mm. And once you do that, that never dies because that's part of being a human being. Does that make sense? So when I'm talking to the heads of fitness industries over here, that's why Zoo's grown over in America because they're looking for that. People are thirsting for that. So again, man, to the listeners listening in, what we're talking about of, 
bringing people together and forming vibrant communities, more and more people will be talking about this. More and more people will be talking about this. And it's I'll, I'll expand on that as well. Like a couple of things were there. I think it's a commodity these days. <coughs> Human connection, it's a commodity. It's getting worse and worse. More and more yep. people are working online. More and more people are spending more time in front of the computer. You know, 10, 15 years ago, eh, life was more social. Let's use me as an example. I'm 100% online now. I can't wait to go to some sort of fitness thing just to interact with other people. If I go yep. to a gym and I just put on goggles and train on my own, man, that's a lonely existence. So I think it it's, is. it's a huge part there. And one thing I found with Zoom myself that I loved, I did a session with, uh, with Dirk in Sydney. Yep. And it was one of the most amazing sessions I've ever done because all the drills were just so team-based or just so partner-based and it's just as much supporting other people as it is the actual exercise. And there was one drill, I can't remember what it was exactly, but I think it was essentially sure. you had a partner and you'd say there were 10 people in the class and, you know, there were five people uh, doing calls <laughs> back as many times as they can in 30 seconds. The other person's role was just to, to 100% cheer them on. They'd cheer their partner on and then the whistle would go and then the other person would go and they would cheer their partner on. And I just can't explain the atmosphere. It's like, and it took it out of you as well. Like the 30 seconds yep. cheering on, you're not just standing there, yeah, go. Like it was intense. <laughs> it, was, it was taken out of you, clapping and yelling and then you went and you got really bonded to your partner, but it was also just the experience as well. You got bonded as a team. And I heard yep. um, this saying the other day, and this is how I see Zoo as well, where a gentleman was talking about fitness and he was talking about a fitness experience. It was actually a cycle class, but it sounded really cool. It was like, I went to this cycle class and the instructor was crazy. She was singing and she was dancing and the music was crazy and she had a water pistol and she was, you know, she was um, uh, spraying people with the water pistol and she was getting different people to sing. And I walked out of that class and I was like, man, that was an experience. And I also got a workout out of it as well. That's a lot of the time how you can see Zoo as well, where you're like, Man, that was an experience, you know. I was cheering, I was yep. yelling, I met some people, I had some fun. And, man, I got a sick workout as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that's a, a different way to look at it as opposed to, yeah, I just did a circuit. Yeah, it was pretty hard. You can't compare yeah. the two, right? It's, it's, it's no, chalk. you can't, mate. So I, I because love that, that's what makes people talk. People go away and they'll tell other people about it. And when they find it hard to explain it, they end up showing them the movements. You know what I mean? And they show them the movements and the other person goes, man, that's effective. They're like, no, but you don't understand. Like the people I've met, they're so passionate. That, you know, and we, guys, when we, what John is saying, when you cheer people on, it, it's more than that. I tell people to pour your life into someone oh, because yeah. humans feed on humans. Like we feed on energy. And one way to explain it is if John has said someone's just talking in a quiet voice for you to sort of give your all, doing bear crawls or something, there's no way we'll do it. But if they pour like their mana, their life force into you and they're losing their voice just trying to make you go, you'll go to blackout. I feel bad. I couldn't. I'm like, man, I can't stop. This guy's cheering for me so much. I'll genuinely yep. feel bad for him if I stop doing this bear crawl. Oh, I better push that extra five, ten seconds. That's right. And that's old school human accountability, which has also gone missing in society, mate. Um, human accountability. Yes, and even I was going to add another thing on that as well, but we'll get to that. Um, sure. What I'd love for you to tell us now, Nathan, say a trainer's listening to this, and there's sort of two yeah. ways we can go here. Say they're listening to this and they're like, you know what? 
I want to try one of these zoo classes out as a participant. You know, can I go to a, a zoo gym and, and try it out and see where it goes? And there's also the other way as well where they may be like, you know what, this stuff sounds cool. These guys have sold me. I just want to go straight and, you know, do one of these zoo courses and learn how to do it to my clients. What are the, the best two options there? Which, what would you recommend there? Well, mate, we have, first and foremost, we have franchises. They're called Iron Zoo. So um, type in ironzoo.com and find the franchise closest to you. Next, if there's not one near you, go to the zoo com.au and find certified partners of zoo and these are people with you know boxes or studios or boot camps where you can experience zoo for yourself and for those that want to get certified guys you can go to um, zoofit.com which is online or the zoo.com.au which is our bronze certification face to face um, so they're, they're both the options for your listeners listening in buddy Awesome. And I'll, I'll summarize a few of these. I've been to um, in the Gold Coast. Where was it? Was it Burley? Is there one in Burley? Burley, yep. I'm yeah. in Burley, Southport. Yep. There's another one, Sunshine Coast, Canberra, and then Overs. Yes. And they're, they're popping up, mate, because people are looking for that, right? How many gyms have we been to, mate, where people just plug the headphones in? There's no culture. There's no community. Yes, there's equipment, but please... Mm. Like if you're training with five or six mates that are pushing you to you know, mm. utter exhaustion, the, the results, not just the experience, but we're also training for results, guys. You know, I'm 46. So you want your training to be effective. You're never going to train like that unless you are super disciplined on your own. You know what I mean? You, yeah, and you might do it once, but it doesn't mean repeat efforts. But if, if Jono texts me or even comes around my house and says, Nathan, we're training. Well, man, of course I'm going to get up because my mate's rocked up on my doorstep. And that's why, you know, we believe with the franchise system we've got, mate, we're just honing in on what we've been doing for 10 years. It's all about the people. And that's the same with your, the people who are boot campers. I can relate to you guys. Remember, we're a service industry. It's about serving people, giving them what they want, not necessarily what you want. I've seen so many fitness professionals over the last 10 years, bro, and they try and shove a square peg down a round hole. In other words, what they love, Almost like if they love Olympic lifting as an example or boxing, whatever, they try and shove it down all their clients' throat. It's not about that. You know, when I do movement, people might say, well, isn't zoo that? Zoo's movement. Mm. And movement is the basis for all training. And if you don't understand that, if you get injured with kettlebells or Olympic lifting, you have to be regressed to what? To body weight movement. So in other words, movement is always the starting place. And that's the way I present at national conferences. Whenever I'm talking to coaches, they might disrespect bodyweight movement. I'm like, so if you injure someone, bro, where do they go? Mm. And they're like, oh, to the physio? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> they, go to, they go to the physio because it's movement, right? It's unloaded movement. So why don't you learn movement first because it'll change the way you present your other modalities. Sorry, mate, getting a bit off track. <laughs> no, no, I love it. And I'll, um, <laughs> so yeah, I recommend go out and try a zoo class. And then I also recommend definitely do the course as well. And there's two different ways. Like you can do the course and that doesn't mean you have to open up a zoo box or an iron. No. You can simply do that course, learn some new movements, learn some of this high intensity, low impact stuff, learn some animal movements, or even if you don't even use those movements, I'm sure you'll learn something about putting culture together. So I recommend yeah. every single person listening to this, go and jump on and do the course. I'll put all those links in the bio as well. But just to confirm, you can do it online or you can do it face-to-face. -face. Is that right? Or Yes, mate. 
Cool, cool. I would just my two cents here. This is one that I would I would recommend jumping on and doing face to face if you can as well because I didn't. It was just it was an experience. But in saying that, we understand as well, right? There may be for whatever reason you want to jump in online and do it online. You can do that too. Um, hey Nathan, that's pretty much all we've got time for today. Just before right. I leave you to it. Is there anything I forgot? Is there anything I left out? Is there anything I should have asked you that didn't or anything you want to get off your chest to finish off with? Oh, look, mate, probably that for trainers listening in, body weight, if you look at the top 10 movers over mm -hmm. the last 10 years, body weight training is always sitting around number three, number four, and it's not going anywhere. And I, I'm privileged in America to be talking with all these heads of these industries and body weight training will keep climbing because consumers are becoming aware of training smarter, not necessarily harder. And so for people, fitness professionals listening in, as Jono said, Zoo is like a toolbox for you to use wherever you see fit. But just remember, body weight training will keep climbing. But remember you are looking for, in my opinion, you should be looking for um, hillet training training that's low impact, but also teaches you regressions. I probably haven't mentioned that. I do zoo with my dad. He's 89, had a brain hemorrhage, you know, four or five years ago. I still get him to do bear crawls for a purpose. So we do zoo with injured people as well as high-end athletes, and that's just understanding regressions and progressions of movement. Remember, movement's for all people. Kids, oh, my goodness. Kids as well because they're super engaged. Kids today don't want to do exercise. If you mention exercise, I'll switch off. If you mentioned you want to do a bear crawl or a polar bear press or a cobra, they're like, what's that? And all of a sudden they're sweating. They're just engaged and having fun. So remember that bodyweight training is going nowhere. If anything, for me, it'll keep climbing the ladder. And you'd probably agree with that, mate. Oh, yeah. It'll keep climbing. So if, if you don't know too much about bodyweight training, there's plenty of good courses out there, guys. Look into bodyweight training and it'll add more value to what you're currently offering. Yes, and also we can add on that as well. It's probably more cost-effective, as Nathan said. Hundred percent. You get that twenty thousand dollars treadmill with the goggles, or you can learn body weight training. And not only do we think one is better than the other, it's going to save you twenty thousand dollars. So I think it's a a win-win. Fantastic, mate. Can I just ask you a question, of course, John? Because I, I constantly get asked this, and guys, we haven't rehearsed this, so I'll be interested. Yeah, to I'm hear a bit scared. Response, I, mate. I better, get, <laughs> better get this answer right. <laughs> Mate, when I present over here in America, like my stand is empty because I'm just teaching bodyweight movement and I'm next to all these people with gadgets and gizmos and most coaches devalue movement when they ask, what are you teaching? And it's bodyweight movement of zoo that they're uninterested. Or if I talk about culture, camaraderie, they don't care. So, mate, for listeners who are listening in, in my experience, most fitness professionals who know a burpee, push-up, sit-up, chin-up, think that's pretty much it. Mm. for bodyweight training. Is there any words of advice you could give to fitness professionals about how much value bodyweight training can bring? Hmm. I'm going to... Good question. The thing that comes into my mind is probably actually a little bit different to what we've been talking about, but I'm going to throw it anyway. I'm going to use it as fun or I'm going to say play. Like I think for me anyway... It's just so much more fun and so much more playful to do things like crocodile, yeah. to do things like bear crawls, to do things with partner like that. That's what keeps me engaged. I can't think of anything more boring than 
hey, let me do a kettlebell swing for a, a minute or let me do a, um, mm. let me see how many push-ups I can do in five minutes or, I mean, don't get me yep. wrong, there's, everything's got its advantage, right? But that's, yep. for me, body weight, I just find it so much more fun and so much more playful. And maybe that does go back around where if we're talking about retention, like no yep. one's going to do something that's boring, right? There's only so much willpower you can have to do something that's boring. If you can make it fun, that's a game changer that people will actually want to do. So that would be, that would be my take. Yep. I think body weight, just fun, playful, and who doesn't want to have more fun in their life? Find me yep. someone that doesn't want to have more fun in their life. They're probably someone I don't want to hang around with. I don't know anyone that's like, eh, you know, I'm just having fun <laughs> in my life. I just, just bore me. Find something that bores me. Someone like that, yep. eh, probably not someone I want in my life. So that would be my take on body weight. I would say fun and playful. Fantastic, mate, because that's the response over here with, you know, the heads over here and why body weight will keep, keep climbing. Um, great to hear your feedback, buddy. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, Nathan, uh, thanks very much for your time. Thanks for having me on. If you liked the show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your boot camp, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Well, check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.